Well, praise God, we've been talking about grace this month. And uh, how many people are walking in the grace of God? Amen. You know, we access uh, grace by faith. That's the key to accessing the grace of God is by faith. And, um, you know, you, you can't get saved without faith. Amen? Amen. But it's God's grace that gives us the ability to get saved. Amen. So it all starts with God. Somebody say in the beginning. God. Amen. And so it all starts with God. You read Genesis, it all starts with God. Amen. And so really God's grace, it's his drawing power to draw us into his goodness and his love. Amen. God is constantly trying to draw people into his love and his mercy. Do you believe that today? And he's constantly doing that. He drew you in this morning to come out to church so you can hear more about him. How is grace and peace multiplied to us, you may ask? It's multiplied by the knowledge of Jesus. Amen. And so, so the more knowledge you receive of God, the more knowledge you receive of Jesus, the more, how many people can stand to walk in more peace? Amen. Just half of you, right? Yes. And the rest of you, you're just doing very fine. You're cool as a cucumber, right? So, and, and, and peace, and I'm telling you, that's, that's something a lot of people aren't walking in, the, uh, in, in their lives. And, and so we're talking about grace this morning, and we're, we, we are looking at, if you want to open your Bibles, look, open your Bibles to Galatians 3, 13 and 14. And we're talking about grace in the area of being redeemed from the curse of the law. And, you know, there is a curse in this world system. And, uh, you know, you just can wake up, you know, it's not perfect out here. Amen. Amen. And, you know, Jesus, you know, we prayed that it would be like down here on earth as it is in heaven. And we know heaven's perfect and there's nothing wrong in heaven. But there are some things that go wrong down here on earth. Amen. Anybody ever have any problems out here? <laughs> no, just part of you, right? So there are, there, there, you know, we live in a corrupted world system. Amen. It's corruptible. But thank God we can put on the incorruptible, amen. Thank God we can allow the word, which the word is the, in, it's called the incorruptible seed. And we can allow that incorruptible seed to come on on the inside of us. And we're walking in incorruptible blessings, amen. And so we're talking about blessings and in Galatians 3.13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it's written, curses everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And when I look at that, when I read this, I see the word might twice. In other words, we might walk in the blessing or we might, might not. And there, there are Christians walking in, I would say, levels of blessings in their lives. You know, some Christians are really blessed, 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 and some are so, so blessed. And I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed, blessed, blessed. And so we have to, we access grace or the blessings of God by faith, really by believing. And so we have to start hooking in and believing God. And first of all, we got to believe that, that we have, you know, we have abundant life. You know, Jesus, you know, the, 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 the curse is threefold, the first um, part of the curse is death, spiritual death. And that's happened when Adam and Eve partook of the, of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they died spiritually that day and then their bodies caught up. And so, you know, spiritual death is, is part of the curse. But thank God, 
we have spiritual life this morning. Thank God that I have the Zoe life of God in me. If you have Jesus in you, you have the life of God in you this morning. Well, I sure don't feel like it, Pastor. Well, it doesn't go by feeling. It goes by believing. You just got to believe. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in that guy. No, no, dwells in you. The same spirit, the same power is resident in you. Somebody say, I believe that. So we, we have resurrection power on the inside of us. Isn't that wonderful? But you got to believe it. You got to believe you got the life of God on the inside of you. Because these circumstances and, and problems will make us believe that we don't have life. But you have life. Life is not, it's not contingent on outward circumstances, but an inward knowing of who you are and whose you are. So it shouldn't be dictated. Your, your joy should not be dictated on what's going on out here. It should be what's going on in here. Amen. And good things are going on on the inside of us. Do you believe that today? Praise God, because you got the greater one in you. So we have, I'm going to say this, you have Zoe life today. But you have to acknowledge that. You have to start acknowledging that you have the life of God resident on the inside of you. Glory to God. Amen. And so, so that's one key there. That's, that's the blessing we redeem from spiritual death to abundant eternal life. And that keeps going on and on. You just don't get life when you die and get to heaven. You've got eternal life right now. Amen. Do you believe that today? And that's, and that's part of the blessing of being redeemed from the curse. Number two, we're redeemed from sickness to divine health. Amen. In other words, Jesus bore uh, stripes on his body so that, that we could be made well. Amen. So Jesus paid the full price for our healing. But there's some Christians that aren't walking in divine health. And why is that? Because either they're not believing or they're lacking knowledge that God has already paid the price for it. So God has already paid the price. The Bible says this in Hosea 4, 6, my people perish because they lack knowledge. In other words, if you lack knowledge of what the Bible says, then you're going to perish. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by knowing what God's word says. If you don't know what his word says, how can you have faith to believe? Amen. Amen. So we have to get a revelation of the truth of God's word. And Jesus paid the price for our healing 2,000 years ago. Amen. Last week we talked about that. And we talked about last week that, um, that um, a, a provision in the Bible is James 5.14. It says, if there's any sick among you, let them call upon the elders of the church. And let the elders anoint them with oil. Pray in the prayer of faith. Somebody say the prayer of faith. Not the prayer of doubt and unbelief. Amen. Some preachers will pray, Lord, if it be thy will, heal that person. That's a, that's, not, that's a prayer of doubt and unbelief. No, it is God's will to heal you. It is always God's will to heal you. What, Pastor? I thought, it, I thought maybe God does. No, all his promises are yes and amen. Not no and maybe. It's yes and amen. In other words, so be it. His promises are yes and Can I say it again? Yes and amen. 
But pastor, it's not working for me. Because, you know, listen, the, the man that doubts, let him think that he'll get nothing from the Lord. A double-minded man. Un, you know, unstable in all their ways, as James would say it. In James 1. So we can't be doubting, you know, I believe one side and then I, I don't know the other side. And then we're just going back and forth and we're not going to get anything. We got to believe. You got to shout before the walls come down. I'm going to say it again. You have to start shouting before the walls come down. You better start speaking something and speak the word of God. Because blessings always follow the speaking of the word of God. Like the centurion said, oh, speak the, the I word and my servant shall be healed. And Jesus said, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. Right? He just said, speak the word. God watches over his word to perform it. God is good to his word. I'm going to say it again. God is good to his word. Amen. Do you believe that today? And the Bible actually says that angels hearkens to the voice of his word. Psalms 103, verse 20. Angels hearken to the voice of what? God's word coming out of our mouth. If we're not seeing the blessings of, of grace, blessings in our lives, it's because we're not speaking enough word out of our mouths. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Start speaking a little bit more. You'll see the grace come in. Amen. Uh, some of you might say, man, but I'm, I'm dealing with stress. I'm dealing with all that. His yoke is easy and his burdens are light. you got to believe that. No, the way of a transgressor is hard, the Bible says. But his yoke is easy. And his burdens are light. You know, he says, come to me, all those who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. How many people need some rest? Amen. Glory, some R and R, glory to God. Well, you can walk in it every day by believing it, glory to God. So, so, so sickness has been, you know, the, the penalty of sickness is part of the curse of the law. And thank God Jesus paid that curse so we don't have to walk in that. Like I said last week, you don't have to die of a sickness to go to heaven. Can I say that again? You don't have to, you know, well, is, isn't that the only way people die? No, not really. Some people die in their sleep. They just, they just die peacefully. Amen. And that's the way I'm going to go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Or, or preaching. Glory to God. I'm up. Right? Praise God. Hallelujah. And in number three, we want to talk about this, is that um, we're redeemed from the curse of poverty uh, to, to uh, the grace of blessing and wealth. In other words, God wants us debt-free and abundantly supplied. Amen. Pastor, what have you been drinking this morning? <laughs> Amen. God wants us debt free. He wants every... Just, just think about it a little bit. What would it be like to be totally debt free? Have everything paid for. And have money in the bank. Glory to God. Well, what would that be like? Some of you are already there. Praise God. I know some of you are already debt free and abundantly supplied. But, but, but most people are living... Broke, busted, and disgusted from paycheck to paycheck, just barely making it. You know, most people are living like that. But as Christians, Christians should not be living like that. Amen. And so I want to talk to you today about keys to, to walking in the blessings of wealth. And, and Jesus, really, he paid the price for that. And Jesus, the Bible says that, that, uh, that Jesus became 
you know, he, he, he took on poverty so that through his poverty that we may become wealthy in him. Amen. And so Jesus became, you know, poverty stricken. Actually, he left heaven and he came down here. He left uh, heaven, which has streets on gold and walks and, and he came to walk on streets of dirt. He left pearly gates to iron gates, you know, down here. Or, or, and uh, and so, so heaven is, is great. And so you could say that he, he, he downgraded to come to earth. Amen. And then you could say that even when he walked here, God provided every need because he walked in the blessing. He showed the disciples, you know, he took care of 12 men. He walked in the blessing. You know, he was not poor. You know, some scholars say, well, Jesus was poor when he was down here. He was not poor when he was down here. No, he had every need met when he was down here. If he was poor, why did he have a treasurer? Because you don't need a treasurer if you're, if, if, you know, with your team if, if you're poor. Right? Amen. He had a treasurer. Judas was a, was a treasurer. He had a treasurer. He had, there was finances coming in to, to, to his ministry. And he, he, he was able to multiply things. He was able to increase things. I mean, he was, able, he was walking in the blessing. And so he wasn't really poor when he was walking down here because he took care of 12 men for three years Amen. and their families. Amen. So, you know, he wasn't poor. But some people think, well, he was poor. Well, to heaven, in a way, yes, leaving heaven, yes, he became poor coming down here because he's wealthy, wealthy, wealthy in heaven. Amen. So you could say that he became poor down here, but he was doing okay. But really, the day that he really became poverty stricken was the day that he went to the cross. That was the day that he was stripped of, of clothing. He was stripped and he was stripped of everything. And that's when he became that's when he became poverty stricken when he went to the cross. So that we could be clothed. Amen. And so we have to understand that that's when, really, that's when poverty uh, was attached to his life. So prosperity could be attached to our lives. Money isn't evil in itself. Amen. Some people say, well, you know, pastor, you know, money is the root of all evil. No, the Bible doesn't actually say that. The Bible says it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. It's loving money. It's, 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 try, it's willing to do anything to get it. It's having an attitude, a, a, a covetousness attitude, a, a coveting attitude that you're always in want. God doesn't want us, listen, God doesn't want, I don't want our attitude to always be being in want. Some people live their lives always in want. There's all, they always say, oh, I need to get some more money. I need to get some more. I need to get some more. I need to get some more. That's a terrible way to live. You know, the Bible actually says that God adds wealth to us and he adds no sorrow with it. You know, God says he adds wealth to, to us and he adds no sorrow with it, which means that, that he doesn't, he, he, that, that, he, that wealth should not bring us sorrow. There's lots of people that have money. There's lots of people in the world that have money, but they don't have any peace. You know, if, you're, if you got money and you're trying to hold on to it and try to keep people from getting it and all that, you're not, you know, you know you're trying to do everything you can. You, there, man, there's, there's lots of people in Hollywood, uh, you know, that, that have money, but they, they, their lives are disaster. Their lives are all messed up. They have to take drugs to go to sleep, <laughs> drugs to wake up. They end up dying of drug overdoses. 
And they got money. Because money won't, won't, listen, money, money won't give you peace. Only the Prince of Peace can give you peace. Amen. But God, but God is not against us having money. He's against money having us. In other words, he's, he's against money being, being an idol in our lives. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying today? But, but he wants to be the center. Jesus wants to be the center of our lives. Do you believe that today? And so we're talking about uh, that God wants to increase us and bless us. And so the curse came in. And so, G, so, so when the curse came in in the book of Genesis, let's look at Genesis 3.17. Let's just talk a little bit about the curse and how the curse came into to the world system. In Genesis 3.17, it says, Then Adam, he said, because um, uh, this is after they partook of the tree, and this is God uh, pronouncing judgment on mankind. Uh, it says here in Genesis 3.17, it says, Then to Adam, he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree which I command you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Curse is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Amen. And so, so he's saying here that the ground will be cursed. This is part of the fall man. And in toil you'll eat of it. And then I, I like it, the New Living Translation. It says, And to the man he said, Since you listened to your wife, and ate from the tree whose fruit I command you not to eat. The ground is cursed because of you, and your life will be a struggle to scratch a living from it. Think about that. And some of us, you know, as Christians, we're kind of in that boat. We're just trying to make it work. We're just trying to scratch a living. We're just trying to make it work. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Is there anybody out here like that? They're trying, you're trying to make it work. But, 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 but I'm going to... Tell you how the blessing comes. Amen. Look at Luke 5, 1 through 8. And, uh, and so uh, it says here, this is Jesus. And Jesus says, so it was that the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God. This is talking about Jesus. Then he stood by the lake of Gennaroset and saw two boats standing by the lake by the fishermen that had gone from them were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And so we see here that Jesus used Simon's Peter's boat to preach the gospel. And I'm going to say this. There's a key here. Whatever God, whatever you give to God to use, God's going to bless you for that. God's going to always, whatever you give to God, God's going to give you a blessing. God will, you can't outgive God. And when you give to God in a sacrificial way, God will bless you. And so he used Simon Peter's boat. Then he said, Simon, I want you to launch out into deep and let down your nets for a catch. This is the blessing that's on Jesus that really is on the body of Christ because we have Abraham's blessing. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night. Notice that word toil. Remember I just read in Genesis that you will toil. You know, and here he was toiling. That's part of the curse. Is toiling for your money. Try, you know, you, you seem like you never can get ahead, right? And so he toiled all night, caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. 
And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats and they began to sink. When Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And so we see this, that this is really an interesting, you know, he was, you know, a lot of us, what we're trying to do in our walk with God is we're trying to make our life work really without getting the God factor into our equation. And we're trying to make it work. And when you, when you get saved, you got to understand you're out of this losing world system, what some may call the Babylonian system, and you're in a new system. You're in the kingdom of God. And so when we're in the kingdom of God, we have to do things a little differently than what the world does. Amen. Amen. And so we have to do things. And one of the things we have to do is we have to learn to start being a giver. Thank you for that amen over there. Amen. We have to learn to start giving, praise God. And so we see here that, uh, that, that Peter allowed... You know, Jesus who used his boat, and he said, listen, listen, I, 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 now I want to do something for you. Let down your nets. And Peter said, listen, uh, you know, the blessing wasn't on me last night. I mean, I was toiling all night. And Jesus said, just go ahead and do it. And notice this. He just didn't get, like, a few fish. He got so much fish, and he had to call other people over. His boat was sinking. So if God, God's not against abundance. A lot of people don't even know what that word means, abundance. They know what lack means. But God's not against abundance. Amen. And he was just showing you, he was showing Peter something. And Peter was so just knocked out about it. Wow, my Lord, that was more fish than he probably, probably was more fish than they received in months and months and months of toiling. See, God can change, change your financial situation in a day. He can t- turn things around. You know, God's the ultimate networker. Somebody say, man, I got a great network. You know, I got a great networking business. I got some people in my... God, God knows how to network people. He knows how to get the right people to you. He knows how to give you favor and open doors of grace. And he can... It's called the God factor. See, we, we don't need to eliminate the God factor. The grace of God to open the doors for us, we don't want to eliminate that. But a lot of times, we go natural in our thinking when it comes to money, and we go natural and we go logical and we go and we go with reason, and reason and faith doesn't mix. And it's not reasonable, Pastor. It's not reasonable for me to give because I can't make it now. That's what that's what reason will say. It's not reason to give. It's not reasonable to give. Listen, it's unreasonable not to trust God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It's not, well, you know, I, 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 you know I, 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 can't, I can't give because I'm barely making it. You know, reason why you can't give, uh, the reason why you, you're, you're in that point, because you're not putting God first place. You're waiting until all your bills are paid, and then you're seeing if there's anything left over. And you say, well, maybe God will get the leftovers. Now, you will never, you know, give to God if God's on the bottom. Okay, I'm preaching today. Listen, if, if God's on the bottom, 
I'm telling you, then you're never going to see the blessing. See, the devil hates messages on money. I could say stingy people too, but I won't go there. But uh, the, the devil hates, why? Because the devil doesn't want you prospering. The devil doesn't want you waking up to kingdom principles. The devil doesn't want you having an abundant supply. The devil wants you barely making. He wants you to look as bad as the world or worse. See, the devil doesn't have to hinder the, 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 the man that doesn't, you know, uh, that, that doesn't serve God. The devil can, can supply money to him by, by, by him lying, cheating, stealing. The, 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 the devil doesn't care about the worldly man prospering. But he's gonna, he doesn't want the Christian prospering. He doesn't want the Christian looking like he's on top. Why? Because, it, it, see, the, the devil wants you to think that money is, is bad. No, it's the love of money that's bad. It's the love of money's the root of all evil. And we have to understand, no, we have to love God. You cannot, listen, you cannot serve God and serve money. Let's look at that. Man, the Lord is good. The blessings are good, I'm telling you. Oh, man. Let me just, let, let's, go, let's go to Deuteronomy 28 before I go there. Let's look at this. Deuteronomy 28. I just want to just get you excited about the blessing here because you guys need to get excited about the blessing. Because you got to get a vision that God wants you blessed. And if you can't get this vision that God wants you blessed, if you don't really believe it, then you're not going to take a hold of it. Amen? And then you're not going to really walk in it. You know, if the Bible says that God, uh, it says a righteous man, you know, gives an inheritance to his children's children. Okay, we'll just, just let you think about that. <laughs> a righteous man, you mean an inheritance to your children's children. Think about that. In other words, we should have so much laid up that we should be giving an inheritance to our grandkids. Amen. So look at Deuteronomy 28. Let's look at this. Because the, this is a, the Abrahamic blessing. Well, man, let's go to Genesis 12 first. Let's go to Genesis 12. Because let's look at the Abrahamic blessing. Say, I got the Jesus blessing. Amen. That, the Abrahamic blessing is with, it's, it's incorporated in the Jesus blessing. But look at, look at 12 here. Genesis 12. This is the Lord. And he's, he's making a covenant with Abraham. And he says here, uh, he says, now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. Underline that if you can. I will bless you and I will make your name great. Listen, you don't have to try to make your name great. God will make your name great. But you, if you are caught up in making God's name great, he will make your name great. If you're caught up in pointing to Jesus, then he will elevate you. It's only when we're trying to elevate ourselves we go down. Right? But when we elevate God, God elevates us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so he says here, I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Underline that. You shall be a blessing. God wants to bless us so that we can be a blessing. Right? And, I, and, it's, and then he says, I will curse him who curses you. And, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, let's talk about the blessing here. 
And it says in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, it says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commandments, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. Join us every Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located on 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m., nursery and children's church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.